Sex and happiness both enrich our lives, yet it's surprising how few people can honestly say that they enjoy regular and fulfilling sex or describe themselves and their lives as happy. Host Lori Handlers helps you to experience real intimacy and happiness. You'll laugh a little, learn a little, and we hope put a smile on your face and a smile in your life. Now here's Lori. Hi, everybody. This is Lori Handlers, and you're listening to Sex and Happiness, the show about your sex and your happiness. And today I have this wonderful guest who is a dear friend of mine. I love him tremendously. Uh, we have, we share love. His name is Johnny Vajra, and um, he's a spiritual alchemist, intimacy guide, and pleasure educator based in St. Petersburg, Florida. Johnny incorporates elements of sacred sexuality, BDSM, and mindful meditation to promote conscious community. Welcome to the show, Johnny. Thank you, Lori. <laughs> and today we're going to talk about leaning into your expansion. Yeah, like what is yes. expansion? How to how do you expand and how do you lean into it when maybe parts of you say, "Run away, <laughs> run away quick." <laughs> Or contract. (laughs) Whatever's happening. So let's talk for a minute about how you got to be who you are. You know, like, I mean, you're really like, you're really a a computer nerd techie kind of a guy who now, (laughs) aren't you? Right. It's, that's my Clark Kent, uh, (laughs) computer (laughs) nerd by day. Um, You know, just, uh, sacred sexuality educator, pleasure educator by night. Um, how I got here, it was a very interesting journey, I guess. Um, I've been do- in cybersecurity for about uh, almost 15 years now and mm. uh, been making my way up the, the corporate ladder there. And uh, yeah, I have, have, have quite a career uh, for myself there. And, um, you know, in my personal life, there was, uh, you know, the relationship aspect, of course, relationship for me being one of my greatest teachers, uh, it's, it's uh, guided me on, a, on another journey into realms that I never thought that I would be in <laughs> today. And I'm very thankful that I uh, surrendered and, and really followed my heart and, and truth uh, that uh, was deeply seeking also. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's like, for me, when you say that, all I can think of is Lottie Han. Like I think of, you know, following your inner guidance, like you got guided to go on a different path. I think I met you for the first time, maybe three years ago, four years ago. I don't, it seems like forever that I've known you, but I met you in upstate New York. And that feels like a long time ago already. And you were already taking ground on the path. I had heard about you, but I didn't know you until till that time. Absolutely. Yeah. And by the time I was there, I had already attended ISTA, International School Temple Arts um, Level 1, as well as a practitioner training. And I mean, starting from where I was, it was, you know, I, I moved into the space after a relationship that was like uh, I was meant to get married and uh, I was engaged to get married and uh, that just didn't work out. And so because that didn't work out, you know, I really, it was tough for me at the time um, because, you know, I had to tell my parents, my family, everybody like, Hey, the wedding's off. And, uh, and this, the person that I was, you know, in relationship with at the time 
there was deep love there as well. And so it was just amazing, you know, that for, for us to be in that space where we were recognizing that, Hey, you're awesome. I'm awesome. And there's just something that's not working. And so, you know, at the, I don't think we had the word conscious uncoupling, but we made the the decision to do that. And then from there, we, uh, I made a promise to myself that I would really understand what it meant to, to, to me to, to be in, in relationship and what type of relationship that I'm looking for, I'm seeking uh, for myself. And um, what does it even mean to like show up for, for me and for my partner? And that's when I, I started, um, you know, I began with Reiki, became a Yusui and a Karuna Reiki advanced master um, as well, practitioner, then went into Theta healing and uh, received a certification there. And um, after that, you know, I was heavily deep into the spiritual community and in the spiritual community, what I was noticing was that uh, it felt there was a lot of spiritual bypassing when it came to sex. It was like, there's a lot of sexual charge there and a lot of this like, whoa, hey, yeah, amazing. Oh my goodness, I wanna be with you. And then like, oh no, never mind. This is like, this isn't the light. And so, um, so that aspect of it, for me was like, okay, well, there's, there was a question mark there. Like what, I feel like there's some place for me to heal here because I may be playing this game of, you know, my mouth saying one thing and my body saying another, and I'm really tired of it. And I really want to get to the root of it. And so one of my uh, really close friends ended up recommending ista and i'm like uber nerd so i like did a bunch of research on a different places and <laughs> everybody said like ista's the deep end i don't i don't know i don't know I, i'm not gonna go there yet but like yeah you should go ahead and then tell me about it and so then i was like you know what i'm ready to jump in the deep end so i did it and then that's where level one level two and then or level one in practitioner training and i i started to work towards the practicum of becoming a practitioner. And then by that time, I also really desired to bring ISTA into the Deep South, um, which was North Carolina at the time. Right. And then I found out about you, Lori Handlers, that you were going to be the one who was actually leading it. And I was like, oh man, I gotta get on this woman's radar. So, so that's when we met over in our, the, the train, or is it the, the retreat. A retreat in New York. Yeah. In, in, New, in York. New York. Yeah. yeah. And, and then from there, that was like a whole nother opening because you and Ohm with the Tantra meets BDSM, I was like, I say you turned me out because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, I had never, ever, ever imagined that BDSM and kink could be used in a space for healing. And then there was another curiosity that led me to another rabbit hole. So great. So I love that you follow your intuition um, and you and it opens up these doors for you and and that you're not, that you you go and a lot of people stay like they're like the friends that you said you, they said I'm not ready to go in the deep end yet you go they sent you on an expedition but they didn't go themselves maybe they've gone by now I don't know but I love that you do it and you just follow it and um and it's led you to some really great things i mean and it's really and it's it's opened up your life in a whole uh, another growth way and that's what we're going to talk about today like leaning into expansion mm -hmm. i mean that really that's like 
that feels like it's the theme of your life right now. It, it really is. I mean, it's, it's like in that time, because there was so much of this like newness that was taking place all the time, mm. it was an adventure and it was this like, ooh, what's that? What's that? And as that was happening and as I was stepping in and curiosity, you know, being greater than any fears, then uh, I, it just, it was, I was naturally expanding into that. And fast forward to now where I'm feeling a bit more grounded, a bit more settled and like settled. I, that word, even like using that word, I don't mean it in a way like, oh yeah, I'm just chilling. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'm more comfortable in my skin and in the reality of everything that is in this space of existence around me and that I'm interacting with. And, and so with that, there's those moments that the mind is like, Hey man, this seems like a routine. Hey, what's new? Hey, what's next? Hey, you know, all of that. And in that, there's also these responsibilities and there's, you know, these potential obligations that I am actually like there. I'm, I'm a, I'm a yes to, I'm a, I don't know if you cuss on this. So I'm like, I'm an, I'm a full yes to, <laughs> but like at the same time, there's, there's only a certain amount of time in the day. And how do I allow myself to really feel the openness and the expansiveness that I am and also maintain without escaping from the other pieces uh, that I'm currently working, the other plates that I'm currently spinning. Mm -hmm. So we, um, I have never covered, I don't know that I've covered whether you, um, but I, I'm going to just say uh, that Johnny just made reference to in Tantra, we say, if you're not a hell yes, that you're a no. So, um, so maybe is a no, we don't take maybe as uh proceed we take maybe as a stop pause wait you're either a hell yes or you're not you're not you're not in and so i just i wanted to you know i wanted to just say that because I, I can't assume that everybody knows that a lot of people take maybe and they go well there are maybe so i proceeded no in our work we don't take maybe as a as a as a green light there's no green light there Right. Maybe is a no for now. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Until it's a hell yes. Mm -hmm. So, um, all right. So it's good. So you're more comfortable with, uh, with the change and, um, and you're facilitating other people these days in the, in uh, along the same path and, um, and with change. And so it's great. So you're, so it's, it's one thing to like, just be exploring. It's another thing to take responsibility for not only your exploration, but to, to, to hold other people's hands. Absolutely. Yeah. As explore. Right. It's like, it, as the guide almost, you know, it's like not uh, there, being the explorer, you know, the, the one that's off and, you know, going and turning off different stones and, you know, jumping in the crazy waters and everything. And then another to actually feel, you know, have someone come to me and be like, hey, I'm curious, you know, that person that was past me, I'm curious and I, I, I don't know where to go, but yet like this is where my heart's taking me. And then to be that person that's like, oh yeah, I've been here before. And at the same time, I'm also the hollow bone, I'm the vessel and 
I'm open to, you know, however, what, what is meant to manifest because you are the guide, you are your healer, you are the guru for yourself. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to, to be the channel of the message that is you're meant to receive through me. It's wonderful. Really wonderful. It's a great, um, and very, um, fair and objective place to, to, to stand in when facilitating other people. It's kind of like, you know, I, I don't, the only thing I ever have when I'm facilitating other people is like, I, I hope that I have their best interest at heart. And I can't even say that if I'm the hollow bone, what you described, then sometimes I don't even know what that is. I just say, okay, let's, let's open it up. Let's see what it is and see if, see if they're, see where it's leading. Absolutely. And it's like, that's for me, the biggest reason why a discovery call, it's like, oh man, there's so much that can be just felt in a discovery call with, with a person, with a seeker, you know, that, that you, you go in and you read here, you know, if there's an intake form or if you say, you know, you can read, look on a website, but like that, that discovery call is really the opportunity for each person to, to see and be seen fully. And if there's anything that is felt in the, that interaction, then an opportunity also to speak into that, you know, and if it's, if, if, on the other side of that call it's not an alignment then it's not an alignment you know it's fine it's no no skin off of my back it's really like this is a thank you thank you for showing up and thank you for taking care of yourself as well if if that's the way that it's meant to go wonderful so let me just say i'm going to point that out that um one of the things when when we receive a no we we tell people to say thank you for taking care of yourself um, it's a really gracious way of accepting no. Some people have a hard time saying no, and some people have a hard time receiving no, and they sometimes are the same person. Um, <laughs> and the best thing we can say to somebody when we get a no is thank you. You know, thank you for saying no. That means that you you have a boundary, and it's and I support that. I don't want you to do anything you don't want to do. So right. it's really great. So how do we take this? Um, well, I'll backtrack. It seems to me that in order to expand, you have to kind of want to expand. You, 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 kind, you know, maybe you didn't want to expand until a crisis happened in your life, like your engagement broke up. Yeah. Like it's amazing how some things are so painful and some of those painful things lead us to the most amazing gifts in our life. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it's the, the most painful experience that then, you know, I guess in, is becomes the catalyst towards the opportunity for us to really change. And like, you, you know, people say to wake up, it's like, it's that wake up moment. Hey, is everything really going the way that like you, you want it to go? is like, are you really in the driver's seat right now? Is this how you want to be driving? <laughs> and like that, those bits for me were like, actually, I, this, I've been kind of driving based on somebody else's map. And I'm, what is this? Like, why? So let me become the cartographer and really understand like how to, to like blaze my own trail 
based on like the, the true North, the North star of my heart. Mm-hmm. And, and that really has been, you know, my guiding light. And I, you know, I've, I've come from a background, a very religious background. Um, and in that there was a lot that I learned. And I also learned even the expansiveness piece. Um, when I was thinking about this earlier today was that my mom, you know, there's a, a bit of a story there and I'm not sure how much time we have, so I'm not going to go into that here. Yeah, I know you know it, Lori. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've experienced quite a bit of <laughs> me and all of the stuff with the role of my mom and everything right. in there. And so, yeah. Um, but what I've, what I learned from what our, my mother taught us is that, that this whole going back into the expansiveness piece is, you know, she was a single parent and she was raising two boys and she, um, she, her heart guided her towards the religion that she raised us into. And with that, I mean, if you would look at her and everything that she did, and even I remember growing up, like hearing people say this, how does a woman who is like a, a black woman mm-hmm. who has two young boys, how is she doing all of these things that she's doing on low income, on a low income salary? And she did it because she trusted and she was leaning into her expansiveness. I mean, we were at, I was like, um, I don't know, nine years old, a missionary in Ecuador, you know, for the religion with my brother who was a year and nine months older than me um, with my mom. We, we took a bus from Idaho all the way to Florida uh, where I live now actually. And, uh, and then flew to Ecuador, you know, doing this work for this religion, this missionary work. And then we went all over even in Ecuador and it was like, whoa, how do you do this? I mean, it's just mind boggling. Right. And, then, and, and that really, I feel, is like the essence of that, what ignited the spark in me to, to trust and lean into like, what it feels like to be in the unknown in Ladihan, like you said, and, and, and move in that way, but with, with discernment. And with truth, with with knowledge, you know, not just blindly and aimlessly, but really, really following and based on like some some true guidelines that were that we were moving with. Beautiful. So thank you, mom. Yeah. Thank you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, mom. <laughs> no, really. I mean, it's yeah. my father had dreams, but he didn't. Um, we lived them. My sister and myself lived the dreams he spoke about, he never, he didn't risk those things. And so I, you know, I, I, I think it's uh, brilliant that she did, that she actually did that and that she gave you the impetus to do that as well. Um, Let's talk about, uh, yeah, let's talk about, so someone comes to you and they want to expand. They want to like obviously, if someone comes and they're seeking expansion. Mm-hmm. So you have a few different things. You have programs. You offer different programs in um, sacred sexuality, kink, and um, and mindful meditation. Do they? You know, you don't. I guess what I want to know is, do you have th- that intake? Um, conversation with all of them or some just come to like workshops like you do individual sessions and then you also have workshops correct yeah i do individual sessions and in the individual sessions everyone requires a discovery call Uh, even if it's somebody that i know it's like hey that's cool we're interacting as you know friends acquaintances 
and this is my process and the process is that intake form and I, a lot of people even going through the form first have like you know that's been the end of their journey with me and seeing that and then being triggered or activated by the questions that are there and saying nope uh, i'm sorry I, I just really can't do this like i felt a resistance to 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 writing this or even you know being in this space and it's like okay wow. cool that's where you're at and i i honor that and that's the reason why i have this because you know this is these are the people that i desire to work with the ones who are really willing to like fully open up themselves and and put pretty much like bring you to the altar you know this is your initiation this isn't i'm not initiating you this is yours and that's the same way that that i have really felt the power when i stepped into a space with um, some sacred sexuality practitioners um michael and freya anana uh and they um you know it was this was me opening up in ways, talking about all of my trauma and to people that I didn't know, but doing it in a way that was like, hey, I'm trusting that, you know, however this shows up, that I am going to heal through this process. And the only way is if I am speaking my full truth out, because in that, then I can then there's nothing holding me back. There's no block. There's no, oh, what about this? Hey, um, yeah, you didn't tell them that. It's like, yeah, but I didn't, I'm like, why am I doing that? I'm only hurting myself. So that's, that's the same way that I, you know, that I ask all who come to me is like, if you are coming, you're coming for you. You're not coming for me because I'm Johnny Vajra. You're coming because something inside of you said, compelled you to, step in and then and go through this process with me and go on this journey and be in this experience you know really this experience with me so great <laughs> let's talk about your name all right johnny vajra you took the name vajra i know the name to mean you know to to in sanskrit i know it means a lot of different things but when i learned about the genitals i learned that the woman's genital in sanskrit are Yoni, and then I learned two words for um, for men's genitals. One is lingam, and the other is vajra. But I also know that vajra means thunderbolts, um, and so and I also know that vajra is the. I don't have one here. You may have one. I don't have one. Georgia. Yeah, I've got it in the other room. Oh, actually. okay. <laughs> I should have grabbed it. So you took the name. You know what? What and I remember when I met you, I went like, "Who is this guy?" He took this name, which means male genitals. Like, who does this guy think he is? Like, I remember, and I remember saying that to you when I met you. I went like, "Yeah, I heard about you. Like, why did you take that name? Like, whatever." So, tell yeah. me a little bit about what you have discovered about that name and and how powerful it is. Yeah, absolutely. So. Vajra, uh, for me, it was coming out of, I was coming out of level one in practitioner training in uh, Arizona. And I was like, man, how am I going to get serious about showing up in the world, doing this, and in parallel, have my corporate lifestyle, my corporate job, you know, and and um, I'm in cybersecurity. So it's like, I know all about personas and pseudonames and like, you know, all of, you know, the things and how, and the importance of them as well. And, and really, how do I 
lean into this this person that I am feeling really called to become, then maybe I, I there's a lot of fear about being a practitioner. So it was like, okay, well, I see a lot of people like they'll like maybe change their last name or something. And like, what's resonating with me? I don't want it to just be anything that's just like, you know, like Johnny Tantra or something. And it's like, eh, what, what, what am I feeling? And then when um, I was reading the Bhagavad Gita at the time and the, that word and then Vajra, Vajrayana, you know, all of these words kept coming to me, Dorja. And then I'm like, I got to, you know, the nerd in me is like research, research, research. What does this even mean? Yeah, I know it means lingam, but like, okay, cool. But what else does it mean? Because there's some depth to this. And that's when I went in and saw that, you know, this was the, the, the weapon that Krishna was using in war. And it was actually the claws were open at the time. And it was much like Zeus you know, his uh, lightning bolts that are fired. This was this was mm -hmm. a, like a diamond weapon that was able to fire lightning bolts and very powerful weapon. And so, you know, they win the war. And after that, you know, the, the weapon is no longer needing need in need for use for battle. So they closed the claws up. And that's what you see with the, the Buddhists when you see the, the bell. And in, actually, the bell is in the left hand, and then the dorja is in the right hand, symbolizing bell is the feminine, the dorja, the masculine, dorja, vajra, you know, vajra, yana, going in even deeper, that it's like one of the three main branches of, of where tantra actually comes from, is rooted yes. from where then it's... Um, you know, this is the, the mystic aspect and, and alchemy. It's about, it's not just about taking the poison or, or like blocking and protecting from the poison. It's taking in the poison and then alchemizing it to its purest form. So then there's just all this that just was like, whoa, man. Okay. Yes, I am this, I am this, I am this. And, and I will expand more into this. So that, that was, that's the story. And that's I'm sticking great. to it. <laughs> it's great it really is and you know uh it's it gives you lots of room for even more growth it l gives you lots of room to expand uh even more that yeah and I do want to say one other thing. I did feel like, you know, hey, the aspect of triggering someone, if they're looking at Vajra and they're like, who the F is this? And that's where they end, like, mm, well, too bad, too bad for you. And if they come to me and that's the triggering thing, then, hey, what's that about? Let's talk about it. So that's that was also the piece. I just remember, I remember our common friend August saying to me, well, I can't wait for you to meet Johnny Vajra. And he's going to be assisting in North Carolina. He's helping me organize it. He's this, and I went, "Who the hell takes that name?" <laughs> just, Do you recall just, that? <laughs> he came running up to me, you know, in New York, and I and I went, "Oh, you're him." <laughs> yes, that's me. <laughs> all aspects, cosmic jokes, and all. <laughs> yeah, great. So glad. I'm happy that that day happened. I'm happy that we met. I'm really happy that we oh my. met. Uh, All right. So if, uh, if people want to expand, you know, people are hearing this, like, I, look, I feel like this right now, this COVID time is a time of expansion. 
No one's expanding outward, though. They're actually expanding inward. Like something is opening up inside of people. It's a crazy time. Um, I don't, I can't say the same for nations, so we're not going to go there. Uh, but I will say that for individuals who have been forced to stay within some confines of uh, wherever they are in differing, different ways, that they have taken on expansion, whether they wanted to or not. Mm -hmm. So now if somebody does seek expansion, you know, what do you think, what are some questions that they should ask themselves or what are some ways for them to really be looking? Because, I mean, you, you talk about mindful meditation as well. So I'm not sure exactly what you would recommend, but I want to see if you have like a tip for people who are sitting there, they're, maybe they're listening to this or seeing us. And they go, hmm, expansion. Well, I'm forced to be here anyway. What should I do? You know, what should they, if they're asking, what should they do? Where should they look? Yeah. I'm going to take that in a few steps there. The yeah. question. So when you talked about mindful meditation, what I mean when I say mindful meditation mm -hmm. is when I read mindful meditation versus meditation itself, meditation being sitting in one space and, you know, room quiet or not, but quieting the mind and, and being in that space of just sitting there for X number of minutes or hours or mm -hmm. no, no time. That's so meditation. Mindful meditation to me is learning how to, um, with every movement, with every breath, with every action, become in, become more, comfortable being the observer of you being in those actions. And so um, in every day, like I'm, I'm talking to you and as we're talking, you're most likely having thoughts. I'm most likely having thoughts. So then going that step behind those thoughts and becoming the awareness that is of the thoughts and the person fully present, that to me is mindful meditation and um and becoming and you know use be being in the practice of that so so Good. that 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 would be something you know part of what i would would talk about you know how we do that and um for me when i notice that i'm so much into just this moment of the physical body you know where i'm i'm feeling that yeah i'm expanding because now we're using zoom and now we're still learning new ways of connecting with people and we're also isolating because we're a lot of us in our own space and we're getting very comfortable becoming in our own space. And when I go out to, you know, to the store or, or go somewhere else, I very much feel that there's some like there's like an, an underlying fear of potentially, you know, a germ all of a sudden becoming the catalyst for a hospital visit. And so so with that being expansive and isolated the awareness piece allows us to see where we are in those moments and when we are in those moments if we are too much in the fear the fight flight aspect or the the sympathetic nervous system piece of it then doing using tools which is where we get into emotional release which you're amazing at and yeah <laughs> i've learned a lot from you you are the queen of yoga boxing. <laughs> That's right. 
Yeah, and that has really helped me integrating that into my life. Like it not just being like, a, oh, cool, I do it because Lori taught me. You know, it's like, no, okay. I mean, like it's this is it's time to go now. It's time to do this because right, right now I am not present anywhere. And I need to do this. I, I, I know what I need to do. And so I'm going to set five minutes or less if I've only got one. And I'm going to, to take myself there. Typically, I mean, hand screams. I, 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 you saw me do that <laughs> earlier today. Yeah. I just did that just to shake it and move it out. Today too. Yeah. And, and a lot of times now, holotropic breath work, like first thing in the morning, it's just that, or shamanic breath work, you know, getting into that, the belly, belly to mouth, belly to mouth, breathing, just. <laughs> and really, really letting go of the mind in that process. And then when I'm feeling that and I'm doing it, okay, wh where is the contraction? Shaking it out, shaking it out, starting to get into some ecstatic movement with it and allowing myself to fully be in that space for the moments that I need to until then I pause. And once I've paused, I'm able to hear, listen. And if I'm hearing silence in that moment, then I'm, I'm good. I can perceive mm -hmm. life and presence. And so yeah. these are the things that I'm, I'll be teaching uh, anyone who teaching. It's like, you know it, you've already been doing it. I'm just the guide really. <laughs> and that's part of the experience. Listen, but it, 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 it makes me feel great to know that, um, you know, that I've had an influence on you and that, you know, that you do this stuff. You know, I have really good friends that have been with me for years and years and years, and they know that I do all this stuff and they've learned it all from me, but would they do it? No. Only those people who really see the value do it. And so you're one of those people who see the value. I remember we were when we were in Sweden, you kept saying, you told me to look for the gold. Where's the gold? So Where's when, the gold, Lori? <laughs> when I hear you, I see the gold, you know, and I know that someone's going to find you. They may not find me, but they're going to find you. And the gold is going to be gifted, you know, to those people who are seeking to, to, to have a presence about themselves, to be empowered in their lives, no matter what's going on in the outer world. That's what I, that's to me, the gold, that's where I see the gift. So, I'm thrilled to talk to you about it. And I'm thrilled. It doesn't matter that I know it. What matters to me is that I passed it to somebody. A lot of it I passed to you and, and you put it to use. Yeah. I mean, what's the point? <laughs> you know, like for me, it's like that thing about you can drink, bring a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. No, I can't make anybody drink. Neither can you. And that's the heartbreak for me. That's sometimes a heartbreak, you know, that I have, there are people in my life who've studied this stuff. Um, you know, we had a couple in, when we were in St. Petersburg, but it was a couple in a class there who had been to 25 Tantra classes and they never used any of it until yeah. we broke the code of their communication and they could like could start to communicate with each other. They were never using what they paid for. Right. Would you go to a restaurant and order a meal and not eat it? Like, you know, nope. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, why? Why do people do that? Why do they learn things and then they don't use it? That always is baffling to me, but that's not who's joining me today. Who's joining me today here is you and you use everything. So, you know, and we yeah. trade things. So it's awesome.
All right. How do people get in touch with you? What's the That's, best way for them to find you and to find your schedule? And, find, and also, I want you to mention the cacao. Both oh, things. yeah. Oh, my goddess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cacao. Yeah. Uh, dot shop. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Where to find me? I'm on Facebook, Johnny Vajra on Instagram as well. Uh, Johnny dot Vajra. And uh, my website is J-O-H-N-N-Y-V-A-J-R-A.com. That's JohnnyVajra.com. I'm pretty sure if you search Johnny Vajra that I'm going to come up. I'll You're the there. only one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're the one and only. I'm the one and only. <laughs> and then recently so. you, you started to, um, you chose to uh, take on marketing um, or, um, native cacao from Guatemala. Correct. Yes. Yeah. I saw an opportunity um, that was from one of our Ista sisters and uh, she worked very closely or works very closely with this woman's collective in, uh, in Guatemala. And so I was like, yeah, absolutely. Sign me up. And uh, so now then I created a website, which is the oh my goddess dot shop. That is um, it's you know, pretty much marketing their, their cacao and, I've, uh, I've, I've worked out a way to give them additional, to, to give back even more, you know, not just by, you know, um, shipping or holding on to the cacao, but as well as um, by borrowing, asking for permission to borrow their pictures on my website that I, I asked, I offered up more proceeds to them as well for every sale. So you're really helping out this collective um, as you buy this cacao, you know, this is, this is really doing some amazing work. Indigenous indigenous women of Guatemala and their, and their collective. And I don't, you know, for those people listening uh, and seeing us, if you've never been to Guatemala, the people there are really poor. So when, I mean, it's strikingly poor. So when they have collectives where they make things, they make beaded bracelets, they make uh, gorgeous wools and cottons and, yeah, lots of textiles and cacao. Cacao is one of their main um, things that they can export. So um, I thought about doing it. I just, I'm in Arizona and I didn't have anywhere to keep it. Like you can't, I can't, I don't have like an air conditioned garage. So that's why I didn't do it, but I wanted to do it. So I'm thrilled that you did it. And I ordered some. You did. You were my first <laughs> online order. I was like, oh, hey. Hey. <laughs> I'm going to be putting it in my uh, in my morning shakes. As a matter of fact, my new doctor recommended that I that I uh, use it together with um, my new protein. So um, I'm excited about it. I can't wait to get it. I'm going to do some shavings and put it into my into my morning shakes. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, and it's one pound. It's pre-packaged. So, I mean, that's going to last you for quite a bit. Too. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about it. All right. Well, I love that you came on the show today. I, I'm thrilled that we're talking about what's in what's moving in your life right now, which is leaning into expansion. And, and you gave a great process on how, how people, you know, they should they can follow their inner guidance and go where they're needed to go rather than resist. Like your growth edge is where you're guided to go. Fear or no fear, it doesn't matter. Like you got to go. And right. um, 
I feel sorry for all of you. If you're resisting, don't resist. Go with it. You'll see it'll turn out great, just like it did with Johnny. That which you resist <laughs> persists. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So this is uh, so this is Johnny Vadra and Lori Handlers. We're going to be signing off for Sex and Happiness today. Please tune in next time when I will have another amazing guest talking about something that has to do with, you know, your sex and happiness, your expansion, some way for you to grow and, um, and be great. So thank you so much and namaste. Thank you for joining us today for Sex and Happiness. To learn more about Lori and her work, please go to ButterflyWorkshops.com or follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email at sexandhappiness at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness. Oh.